I guess I gotta get into podcast mode here. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Chill Filtered, the podcast where Cole drinks whiskey so I don't have to. No, that's not right. We both do. I just kind of wish I could skip this pour today because I'm not feeling great. But we're going to have a good time. We're drinking Knob Creek twice-barreled rye. But before we get into that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you could do us a favor, hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app or wherever you can. Ratings help the show grow. Reviews help us know what you'd like to see different, what you're enjoying, all that good stuff. If you want to support the show in a bigger way, you can head over to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, I nailed that one. That is the best one that I've done since we came back from our little vacation. Yeah, it's been a while since there's been like a flawless one. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, yeah, I try to think of like, you know, what's been going on this week. And, and it's sad, you know, being an adult that like sometimes your week revolves around the idea. Not even, I mean, of course we work five days a week, but like thinking about how was my week? Well, how did work go? Right. Um, you right. know, there's more to life than work. But uh, it was a great week at work. I finished like a project that took me, I feel like, closer to two months. Uh, and it shouldn't have taken that long, but there was just a lot of like problems along the way. Um, but I felt great just kind of signing off on that project on Friday. And so it just, it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I do have my third uh, actuarial exam, my second attempt at it um, in a week and a half. So I'm a little stressed with that, but I am doing decently on the studying side of things and like taking practice exams. Um, but that's been good. Uh, we're having fun. My parents are coming in. Next week is uh, 4th of July week. So my parents are coming to visit. So I'm really excited for that. Well, actually, not next week, Cole. Uh-huh. This week is 4th of July week. That is, that just blew my mind. I can't believe like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. This week. So my parents are coming in in a few days now that I now that it hits me. Right. And I I enjoy when they visit. We have a good time and then uh they're staying for like uh 5 days, so it should be fun. But uh otherwise, yeah, I'm enjoying life. Uh things have gotten better since that stressful anxiety I've been talking about. Good. But uh yeah, how about you? What are you up to? What's going on in the life of Adam? Well, as you know, this weekend uh we had Beiser Fest, which is my wife's, uh, it's my in-laws. Every year they put on a big old huge party um, for some yeah. of the fireworks displays that are here in Madison. And uh, that was this weekend. So I uh, uh, have been eating tons of food and drinking drinks and being around people that I love. So it was a, it's, so far it's been a great weekend. Uh, I'm not feeling great today. I think I might have eaten something that uh, kind of knocked me out a little bit. But um, it's, it's no big deal. I'm I'm ready for whiskey. Oh. I'm I'm my yeah, my fortitude good. is strong and I, and I can do this. <laughs> Amen, brother. Um no, hey, no. I wanted to What I'm curious. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. You go ahead. What what annual um Beiser Fest was it? Like what year? Oh, I I don't know. I tried to I tried to get that they information out of people, but 
somebody said like 25 years. Another person said like 40 wow. years. So I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's it's been going on. I, I would say let's meet it in the middle and say like 30-something years, basically, that it's been going on. That's crazy. Um, And it's always a big to-do. Like, I mean, there's so much food. It, it's pretty insane so but i love it and i love the family so um but i do want to mention a couple of things uh to listeners right now um you may hear some thunder on the recording today because it is thunderstorming here in madison so um you might get some uh, extra sound effects uh but then i also wanted to tell i i meant to bring this up last uh last episode cole and uh yeah it's that i uh i don't have cancer <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you uh, don't have dancer either. That's right, or prancer. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had kind of like a little medical, like to even call it like a medical scare is is ridiculous because I was not feeling well and missed work mm-hmm. for a few days a couple weeks ago and went in and the doctor, you know, looked up my nose and looked down my throat and then she felt my neck and um, she said. She said I had a full chain of swollen lymph nodes in my neck. So it just meant like every single lymph node in my neck was swollen. And yeah. uh, just with that and some symptoms, she was like, she's like, now don't freak out. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, don't freak out. Um, but I want to run some tests to see if this might be cancer. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so that was actually like, uh, two days before we left for our little vac, me and Ashley left for our anniversary vacation, and so then I I didn't get the results until we got back. But uh, I I was never actually really worried about it. Um, but uh, it was still very interesting to suddenly be thinking about the c word. Yeah, for sure. Now, so, question for you. Yeah, you 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 still been stopped. You've still like quit smoking, right? Yeah, yeah, I have I have a cigarette every now and then, um, but I mean, yeah. I, I've probably only had four or five cigarettes since January. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I know that's like you know it never was a huge thing for you, but I think that's like you know it, it gives me uh, it 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 is heartening for me to uh, to hear that you know that isn't you know a thing and that probably wouldn't cause any more issue for you right and so like just health wise you know ju- just for you i'm gonna start smoking again yeah do it that would be disheartening <laughs> uh all right cole what are we drinking today we're drinking knob creek twice barreled rye a jim beam product and uh i am a knob fanboy I, you know what i'm gonna say knob creek i'm not gonna call myself a knob fanboy <laughs> it's <laughs> probably a better better way to say it i'm polling myself um yeah oh, i wow. uh, i'm a <laughs> i'm a knob creek fanboy um and so i uh i was excited to buy this bottle uh so it'll be me uncorking it today but uh but yeah i i was excited to get this bottle i have tried it uh, just a little bit of it um and i am hoping that this bottle that today's episode is going to be a lot like the episode where we had the Sexton, the Irish whiskey, because when I first yeah. tried the Sexton, I did not super care for it. Uh, and then when we had it on the show, I, we were both like, oh, you know what? This is actually decent. Like, it's not horrible. Um, 
Yeah. So I I was not a huge fan of this rye when when I tried it. So I'm I'm hoping yeah that uh I don't know with the you know it being unsealed now that maybe something changed in it and I don't know. Again, I always go yeah. back to the fact that like taste is so subjective. It like everything determines taste like what you ate yesterday and what you whatever all that stuff um yeah but before we get to the whiskey cole i uh do you know do you know what this episode is uh is this 60 no i don't mean number this episode is the return of the cube oh that's great i have brought ice into the studio so that I can join Cole in doing all three taste tests. So, uh, but, 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 so before we get to all that, let's take just a quick break. All right, back from break. And as you heard Cole say before the break, we're drinking Knob Creek twice barreled rye. It is a Kentucky straight rye whiskey uh, with a secondary oak finish. And I'm sure Cole will get more into what exactly that means. Um, and uh, ooh, just a big flash of lightning out there. Um, so, Cole, what, what can you tell us about? Or you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uncork it now, okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay, here comes the, the cork, the pop. It's hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Ooh. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Tell us all about this. So, um, yeah, it's from the Jim Beam Distillery. And, uh, and I'll get to, you know, what uh, Knob Creek, like the brand is in a little bit. But Jim Beam Distillery is in Claremont, Kentucky. Uh, this is actually our third Beam product on the show so far. And this is like Beam, not Beam Centauri, because we've had a f- uh, one or two Centauri things. Um, but we had Little Book, which was a Beam product, and we had Knob Creek Cat Strength Rye. Um, the, yeah, the Beam name, and I mentioned this, I believe, in the uh, Knob Creek cask um strength rye episode but the beam name goes back way back to the late 1700s in fact uh johannes slash jacob beam sold his first corn whiskey barrels in 1795 and the name has continued on and there's been a few like you know the daughter has married um you know a dude and that the other name that was introduced to the family was no n-o-e like if you ever heard the name booker no um, that name took over a little bit in the Beam family, uh, but there are just legends in like the Beam family, like you know names like Baker, like you know of course Jacob, um, James meaning Jim Beam, and just a few others. And then there's Fred No, there's Freddie No, and just big names. Um, but there's also um, some of the other American brands of the Beam Suntory Company, and and for those out there who don't know, Beam. Uh, Jim Beam was bought out by a Japanese company, actually one that we mentioned last week, um, Suntory. So it's Beam Suntory now. And so some of the American brands you'll see is Jim Beam, Knob Creek, Booker's, Baker's, Basil Hayden's, and even Maker's Mark, and a new product called Legion. Um, some of the scotches under Beam Suntory, which surprised me, were Lafroig, Bowmore, Glengarry, Akintoshin, which is a really nice um, a lowland, and then Ardmore, and let alone you know some of the Japanese brands that Beam Centauri owns. Um, 
Knob Creek itself distinguishes itself by saying that they make, quote, pre-prohibition style whiskey. And what does that mean? According to their website, they don't cut corners and they take their time. Um, I find the funny thing is, and not to like bash uh, Knob Creek, but the funny thing is they say they take their time, um, but they rarely ever have a product over 10 years old. Um, Jim Beam Black, for example, is referred to as a extra aged coming in at a whopping eight years old uh, before they recently removed the age statement. Um, to defend Knob Creek, um, one of the cool things they do is they do not often put out a product less than 100 proof. So they're known to have higher proof uh, whiskeys. Uh, one of the only exceptions is their, quote, smoked maple whiskey, um, which has uh, flavor additions to it uh, that are maple flavored additions, but that comes in at 90 proof. Um, this specific bottle. The Twice Barreled Rye was released in, like, officially, like, started in t- late 2018 as a limited release at 100 proof. Uh, no mash bill disclosed, but it's estimated that it's kind of near the minimum rye status, uh, meaning it's just above 51% rye. Um, probably a good amount of corn in there as well. Um, aged in su- two separate new charred oak barrels. Uh, the secondary new barrel is at a four-level char, a number four char, and that's kind of on the higher end. <clears throat> Excuse me. A um, higher char you'll see is like five. Um, you might see six or seven, but that's almost experimental at that point. Um, and why would a distillery do that? Uh, they say that basically um, barreling is where most of the flavor comes into the whiskey, and I believe that. Um I think that has a lot to do with what, like, the esters and kind of the, the um, flavors that come in that you'll typically get in a rye, like those baking spices and even some of that, like, vanilla or, like, hard hard candy kind of taste. Um, and then when you do a new barrel, you'll get as much of that flavor as you can from the, um, the barrel. Um, but then when you do a secondary new barrel, it can, like, double that flavor. So I think that's probably what they did. It probably isn't a cheap thing because barrels aren't exactly super cheap. And they're both used. I mean, they're both new and they're not, like, reused in any way. Um, but it could also have a downside. Um, sometimes it can get too oaky or too spicy. Um, but I am very intrigued by this one. Suggested retail is $45. Um, I'm intrigued to see it. I've never had this one yet. So that's all I got. I uh so kind of going back to the the twice barreled and and why you might do that um yeah you know obviously that the, the barreling and the aging in the barrel that's where the flavor comes from and I and I kind of yeah. wonder if like the the point behind doing this is like uh may, maybe the maybe the thought is well, it's in one barrel for so long, and after a certain amount of time, there's only so much drastic change that happens. So let's age it in this one for that amount of time, and then age it in another one for that amount of time and see what happens. But I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, I think that's right, and I think um, I think that's the main purpose of it. And in fact, actually, um, in Caleb Olson's episode with the um, Old Forester 1910, that was a twice-barreled bourbon. And, oh, yeah. um, they even, they even mentioned that, like, um, it was almost a mistake that they like quick throw this in another barrel. Uh, and then they tried it and they're like, you know, this isn't that bad. Um, so it has its perks and, but I think the main reason is, yeah, what you're saying, kind of that extra, 
uh, let's let's see what else we can do on a substantial level other than waiting just pure time in one barrel. Right. Well, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uncork mine by uncork. Yeah. I mean, little sample bottle twist. Yeah, I uh, I've been smelling mine. Uh, but while you're while you're getting ready with yours, uh, I need to tell you that you have to buy something. Oh, I don't want to buy it. I heard about it. Um, first did of you, all, I did can't you watch, find it. <laughs> did you watch the the whatever Thirsty Thursdays with Adam? Yeah. First yeah. of all, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it. send any with the courier. So you you are Fine. tasked with finding it. What? That's like sixty seventy bucks. I don't want to spend that on. I, uh, like I've thought about this, and and not to like argue. But like, huh. I could probably find a a sixty seventy or that I want on my shelf more than that. <laughs> you, yeah, but you know what? You said you said that about the the first batch, and we're, by the way, we're talking about the Knob Creek Cast Strength Ride <laughs> batch yeah. two. Uh, you you were poo pooing the first batch, and then I made you try it, and you're like, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. And then and then you wouldn't buy one, and then I bought one for you, and you were like, hey, you know what? I'm actually pretty glad that I have this on my shelf. So don't True. give me that grief. Don't give me that grief. I I we'll talk about this. But, sorry, I got some <laughs> in my throat. <clears throat> but we'll we'll talk about this. Cole Cole does not want to spend that money. <laughs> I don't want to spend that. I'd rather spend that money on like a product that you know I don't already have. You don't already have it. I know, but it's a completely I, I even, different yeah. whiskey, dude. It's 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 a different batch. It's a higher proof. Tell me, is it better or worse? Have you tried? I it haven't yet? tried it. I haven't tried it yet. Mm. Uh, you know what? Worth I am interested in though. I'm interested. Yeah. It's interesting to me that the batch one is cast strength rye whiskey. Batch two yeah. is cast strength straight rye whiskey. Ooh. So what? A big difference. They, they right. might have so, added something to the first one. So that's the only thing I can think of is that straight rye. You can't have any flavor additions. Plus, right. you know they they're more than what is it two years aged and that's pretty much the biggest difference um yeah so i would be curious yeah i i have i have not seen any review for this online anywhere and so really i keep i keep looking for information like maybe it could be that they just left the word straight off of the original one for aesthetic purposes they liked the way it looked better but then why Mm -hmm. add it to the second batch it's very strange to me. Very, very strange. That is strange. So I'll think about it if I even see it in stores. But you know it's hard to find. It's not hard to find right now. It's out. It, it'll be well, hard I'll, to I, find seven months from now. So I will... I've been out a few times this week. I haven't seen it yet. So I'll keep an eye out. Have you been looking for it? No, I would notice that if I saw it. And I, and I scour these shelves that I look at. I know. I know. Well, uh, so, what are you smelling? Nose. Hmm. I just sniffed it. Uh, it's it's something's there, but it's not like anything too strong in any direction. It's not just right. the smell of alcohol, and but I can't even put my finger on it. It's nothing too crazy, though. Yeah. No. I I I just got a general sense. Like this, a general smell of a smell of something. I know that's like a piss poor way to describe it, but I, yeah, I'm really not getting anything like you said too strong one one way or another. 
So if I were to guess, you know, if you were, if I was just handed this random pour, I would say it's probably a rye. Um, I would say it's more smell of a rye than a bourbon, but it's like almost just like, it's not bad, but it's not like crazy. Yeah. I, so here, just based off of the nose, I would never go, oh, this is a limited release. Like this is supposed to be For something sure. special. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, I can tell there's a little bit of heat, but it doesn't have that like straight, like just alcohol, like ethanol smell. Um, but I can tell, you know, it's about a hundred proof. Yeah. And so I'm go ahead. The thing is, is it's, it's just, it's, I mean, you're right. It, you smell it and you're like, I'm pretty sure this is a rye. I, I think, I think this is a rye, but it, yeah. it, it does not have that, that, um, that uh, uh, typical rich, deep smell that a rye has that I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, it didn't have an age statement, but I'm curious what the age of this is. Right. And I wonder, actually, just theoretically, you know, sometimes they'll age, um, like, they'll do finishes, like, they'll, like, do a bourbon or something that's aged eight years, and then it's put into a finished barrel. And they have to call it an eight year, you know, or no less than an eight or no greater than an eight year um, yeah. if they finish it in another barrel because it needs to be aged in a new barrel first. Um, so I wonder if they can compound because these are both technically new barrels. I wonder if they can say it's aged as long as it truly was aged. Right. But they don't put an age statement, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I just I just took a sip. Mm hmm. Um. It's uh, it did not, it did not get any better for me. Um, yeah, ooh, it's it's very, very earthy. Um, like, yeah, you remember when when I when we did the whistle pig, um, yeah, <laughs> tenure, and and that was like dirt to me. It almost tasted like dirt. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm yeah. getting here. Super strong oakiness. Excuse me. Um, no but, oakiness. Uh, Oh, keenness. Um, this is like like the mouthfeel is spicy. Like you feel it on your tongue, even more you feel it in your like flavor of things with it, like the palate. Like you almost right. feel the like the and I'm not talking about rye spice, I'm talking about oak spice. Uh it's kind no, of I blazing on the tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I'm just not a fan. I can respect it, and I know people that really like a oak spice. Um, that's not typically me. I've gotten better at appreciating oak spice, um, but I am. I did I say I respect it? Because there you, you go again. Um, but I I could see someone really enjoying this. Um, it's not my scene of of whiskey of that really strong spicy oakiness but yeah i i could see someone enjoying it for sure well i i just dropped a little bit of water in there just a just one drop of water mm-hmm. i uh i'm gonna try and warm it a little bit before i try it again yeah i um i warmed it for the neat pour yeah and yeah it was you know, I'm putting in water right now, doing my little dropper. We'll see how it goes. Um, color, 
not too dark, considering it's been aged twice, including a four number four charred barrel. It's not too dark, um, but it's not light. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's about a medium darkness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. Actually, the water a- added something. Um. A it little. It didn't more... really change the nose for me, but. Oh really? No, the palate for me. Um, sweeter, very a lot sweeter, and that balances out that that burn of the oak burn. Um, the proof isn't too crazy on this. Like, like I said, the smell has a little bit of oh, that might be a hundred proof. The palate wasn't potent, but then again, a hundred proof isn't super strong, but it's stronger than you know your basics. Um, but the sweetness comes out without water. I kind of appreciate it a little more with water. Um. So to me, it now kind of tastes like a sweeter scotch. I could see that, like a uh, almost somewhat smoky or not smoky. Oh yeah, I like I almost taste some peat. Yeah, yeah. It's that there is there is a level of like you know charring barrels. I mean, for the listeners, I know you know this, Adam, but like charring barrels can have a big effect on kind of a a, a burnt. Of course, it makes sense, but like a burnt or even like almost peaty smell and taste right. to it so i'm gonna pour a little bit more of my bottle in and then i'm gonna add ice because i'm a little low on the pour right now it's the return of the cube about to drop a cube it's not just me I definitely did drop a cube okay i'm throwing mine in now clink didn't change um, the nose at all for me it made it a little sweeter for me um but it's about the same flavor-wise, but it made it just a little sweeter f- smell. But we'll see what the it, palette I'm about it, to go. It is getting so cloudy. Mm-hmm. Very interesting how cloudy it is. Viscosity went up. Yeah, it, 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 it's actually... So I'm looking at my glass into the light, and like you can see... The swirls. Like you can actively see it getting thicker, basically. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm looking at it's, the same It's myself. very interesting. All right, I'll try for the sip, see if this makes it any better. Yeah, I just sipped it. It's funny because the viscosity goes up, but I'm getting a little hint of honey. Um, the oakiness, it, this is the best port of me. Um, oh, I was just going to say, this, this drink is meant to be had with ice because that was actually decent now. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay with that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, oak becomes um, very desirable, like it becomes very handleable. And The um, finish isn't great. Yeah, but it's not terrible. Like I don't get a really, like a drop-off finish where I'm like, ooh, that tastes terrible. At least I don't. Um, but it's not as good as, you know, maybe with water, uh, the, the finish-wise, but I prefer it with ice for sure, as, as I imagine you do. Yeah, ice, ice was the best pour for sure. Mm-hmm. Sweetness, um, caramel, a little bit of rye spice, um, honey, and that viscosity is nice. I like it. Just for uh, just for kicks and shits, I just poured some Coke into my glass, and I, uh, mm. I'm curious what this is going to taste like. Yeah. Oh, I'm intrigued. Oh, I did get a bad finish on that last sip. You know what? Yeah. It kind of just tastes like Coke. Like it just adds like like Coke has a little bit of like a like a banana flavor to it anyway. Like you can kind of, yeah. there's a hint of it and it kind of just tastes like a, a little more banana-y Coke. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I I'm in, I'm intrigued what you're going to rate this at because I have chosen mine. And yeah, I uh so I, I'm going to I'm going to talk through well, I'm going to write down what I'm actually going to rate it. And then I'm going to talk yeah. through my my thoughts here. I have it written uh, down as well. That neat pour and with the water, I was at a solid it's as high as I would go was like a three. Wow, yeah. Uh, um with the ice, it became it suddenly became a pour that if I'm at a party and and this is the only they only have a few whiskeys and I don't like any of them, this is the one that'd be like, okay, I can tolerate this with some ice in it. So um not even just tolerate. I I can actually enjoy it to some degree. Uh, so at that being said, I gave it a five point two. Nice, I like that. Um, my written down one is a five point seven, and um, it fits under meh. This is my first meh since this new rating system. Yeah, it it is so. definitely like I can concur with that meh rating where it's just like. I'm I'm not gonna Well what does that meh mean again? Tell me. Meh is between never drink again and like it. Right. So, so yeah, it that, kinda be that's like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, like it's like I, it I don't feel to me, too strongly. Right. Right. Yeah. I would drink it, but I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um what are we drinking next week, Cole? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, no, I remember, actually. Um, we're drinking the Bernheim Wheat Whiskey. This will be our first wheat whiskey, and a straight wheat whiskey, I believe it's called. Um, well, I am excited yeah, for that. So it's a good one. Was that, was that one that you sent through the courier, or was that one that we got from somebody else? Uh, this is one that I sent through the courier, and um, okay. I think this will be our first Heaven Hill product. I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah, think we've had right. Heaven Hill yet. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like somewhat yeah. big distillery. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I was out all day yesterday in the sun without sunscreen, and I just realized I'm looking at my arm, and it is as red as red can be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's rough. Good times. Um, all right, so that was the uh, the Knob Creek twice barreled rye. Uh, if you want to get that, I believe Cole, you said you priced it out around about forty-five dollars. Was that right? Yep, that's the suggested retail. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, you know, my whole top shelf, the front of my top shelf, uh, of, of as far as my whiskey shelf thing goes here, um, mm-hmm. almost all of it is Knob Creek. The only thing in the front that's not Knob Creek is the uh, Blanton's uh, barrel pick that I have. Um, nice. But I'm glad to be able to have this one on the shelf. So I, th- I, I think that if you're a fan of what Knob Creek does, that this is worth buying. Um, to just uh, part of me is just like a completist, you know. Like I, like I love Knob Creek, so I like want everything that they have. So I'm glad in that regard. I'm also glad to be able to offer it to people who might enjoy it when they come over for parties or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't feel a certain loyalty to Knob Creek, if you don't feel that draw or whatever, I I don't think this is a buy it. Yeah. So. It's better to uh, me than the smoked maple. Yeah, I I have heard 
terrible things about the smoked maple. Yeah. That's as bad as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the the actual the one that I want next for my Knob Creek collection is I really want the two thousand one special edition. Yeah. I had that. I um I forget who I gave it to. I just gifted it to someone. Really? You gave away the two most expensive Knob Creek ones that you've had? Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, I totally forget. Because I remember buying that one. And then um but I've seen it. I'll keep an eye out for you for your sake. Oh, I, I see I see it all the time. I, I it's oh, okay, everywhere. Good. It's just, yeah. you know, a hundred and thirty dollars and I don't have that right now. Yeah, that can be the hard part. So listeners, if you want to give me a, an anniversary gift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, a sample Cole, would be cool. Yes, for for sure. Cole, um, it's getting kind of late, but I think it's time for Whiskey World News. All right, Whiskey World News is a part of the show where we choose an article from the internet. And we read it, we tell you the title, the website we got it from, and the author, and we always want to give credit to those authors and, and all that good stuff. But we'll, we'll read at least part of the article and then discuss and uh, have a good time doing it. Today's article uh, is from thewhiskeywash.com. It's written by our favorite author, Nino Marchetti. I don't know why I say favorite author every time, because like, listen, Nino, I, I think you do a great job, but I've never... like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, he's the one we go to most, I guess, is what I yeah, mean. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the majority of the, our most read ones. Right. So again, it's from the whiskeywash.com. Nino Marchetti wrote this article and, and it's titled, Damaged OZ Tyler Whiskey Warehouse Will Be Demolished. The OZ Tyler Distillery, is it, is that what it, it's OZ? There's not some special word or the way they say that? Never heard of that, that distillery. Oh, okay. The OZ Tyler Distillery in Kentucky, as we first highlighted last week, unfortunately saw the partial collapse of one of its whiskey aging warehouses nearly a year after a similar event occurred at the Barton Distillery. An update put out by the distillery this past Friday indicated the entire warehouse will now have to be brought down. According to Jacob Call, master distiller and director of the operations at the distillery, the, de- the deconstruction process calls for the planned and controlled collapse of all portions of the warehouse. We are very pleased with the progress moving into the weekend and realize it will take some time to remove all the barrels from the site, but our first concern and priority is safety, said Call in a prepared statement. We have a great team in place that is closely monitoring every step of the process. We want to thank everyone in the bourbon community and our Owensboro neighbors who have reached out with advice and words of support, added uh, the CEO, um, Simon Birch. Simon Birch? Is that, isn't that the movie? Yeah, it Simon is. Birch? Yeah, Hopefully he's funny. not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that movie, and there's a scene where he hits the home run, and it, uh, it hits don't the make me woman cry. in the head and like kills her, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. first, I was, I, first time I watched that was in a uh, youth group. Uh, setting so there's a, a bunch yeah. of us in a church I burst out laughing it was so funny to me ah that's so funny I thought it was like so sad when I saw it oh, I'm sure it is but like the juxtaposition of like this little kid 
like yeah. finally getting a home run and feeling great and then murdering somebody. <laughs> it's just so like, like I said, now the juxtaposition of like the elation and then sudden dark sadness. Like it was, oh, and it was so like his best friend's mom too. Right. Right. All right. So Simon Birch says it has been a hectic week and we appreciate your patience and understanding as we move forward because the cooperation of all our neighbors has been paramount in making this process run so smoothly. I decided to go door to door to personally thank as many as I could. Hopefully he brought samples. Uh, Seriously. They, they noted it has been holding that they have been holding daily meetings with state and local officials, including representatives of the EPA or the Environmental Protection Agency. An environmental mm-hmm. contain, containment and response procedure has been developed exclusively for the distillery and is being used on site. It includes an earthen berm surrounding the structure, temporary concrete barricades, and chain link fencing, along with erosion control devices to secure the site. An ultra-high-reach demolition excavator is being used to surgically pluck barrels from the warehouse, literally one at a time, and uh, it's a long, painstaking process. So that's the article. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I'd i be curious to know what whiskey OZ Ty- Tyler is you know, known for. I, it sounds super familiar, but I'm blanking right now. Um, but I thought that was cool. Like as a, before you even mentioned, they were like plucking them off one by one. I was like, I wonder what that's like. Cause you got this huge pile, you know, of barrels and you want to protect each one that is still intact. Um, but like, it's probably like a little bit of like, uh, what's that game where you, um, you know, pick up sticks and you don't want to like, you want to like pick them up where you don't like ruin another one. I don't know. That's what I thought of. Um, but that right. must be... Uh, oh, and then also when Barton had their collapse, um, people were... I mean, the, they were, like the surrounding rivers and, and ponds and lakes, um, like oodles of dead fish. It like really can kill the environment with that much alcohol in the ground and in the water. Um, so I thought that was very interesting of like, oh, I'm glad the EPA is there. Because that's a pain. Like you'll get fined by the EPA or whoever the environmental like group is that'll like fine you for those things. But um, I thought that was a good idea. And they, it was funny they burned the area, which will probably burn off some of that alcohol without letting it go into the groundwater. But I thought that yeah. was interesting. I wonder if they will, you know, do a, you know, warehouse collapse release. You know what I mean? No, they will. There's money to yeah, be made in those. They've, they've got yeah. to. I, I, uh, I actually found another article about the, the distillery that was also written by Nino Marchetti. This was from last mm-hmm. year, actually. So just to familiarize, I hate that word. I can never say it. Say that word. <laughs> familiarize. Oh, I can't say it. Uh, but <laughs> just to get us some knowledge of the distillery. So uh, this is, again, by Nino Marchetti at thewhiskeywash.com. The title is OZ Tyler Distillery in Kentucky Brings Forth Its First Bourbon Whiskey. The mm-hmm. OZ Tyler Distillery, located in Owensboro, Kentucky, is noteworthy in whiskey lore for a few reasons. Historically, the facility, as bourbon writer Chuck Cowdery pointed out in 2016 is a revival of the old medley distillery home of ezra brooks and other bourbons which uh united distillers now diageo acquired in 1991 and closed in 92 in modern times it is owned by terrescentia 
best known for its mm. patented TerraPure process that's designed to rapidly age spirits such as whiskey. The company acquired the property in 2014 after it lay dormant for many years, fixing it up, opening it to the public, and laying down whiskey the old school way, albeit with a bit of a 21st century touch in the mix. Today, word is OZ Tyler is releasing the first fruits of its aging labor. The new OZ Tyler Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey, according to those behind it, is a blend consisting of 70% locally sourced corn, 21% rye, and 9% malted barley. It was aged in number four char oak barrels for a year and a day, in nod to a tradition, and then fast filtered for eight hours with the terrapure process to reportedly leave a smooth liquid with a great mouthfeel that tastes comparable to other bourbons. Um... Waiting for spirits to age can be costly, said Earl Hewlett, CEO of the OZ Tyler Distillery and parent company Terracentia in a prepared statement. Thanks to this technology, we can get liquids from the barrel to market much quicker, which means more products and much less, much less loss to the angel's share. We are not trying to compete with extensively aged whiskeys. Rather, OZ Tyler Bourbon Whiskey is a smooth, delicious, and affordable option that rivals many of the bourbons being produced today. This new bourbon is now available through, throughout Kentucky for around $23 a bottle. It is being released alongside a new OZ Tyler Rye Whiskey, of which no information was made immediately available. It should be noted as well that the distillery, given its capacity to produce over 220 barrels a day, will continue to serve as a whiskey-making location where old and new aging techniques dance together in a rather unique experiment. So may- maybe the maybe the collapse wasn't a huge loss because I don't I I, I just I don't want to mess with all those weird techniques people are trying. I'm with you. You know. It so. sounds it sounds shady. Not shady, but it sounds like I don't know. Like just do it the old-fashioned well, way. Here's no, here's what it is. It it it's. I understand why you say shady because what it is is you're trying to get around something. You're trying to get. Yeah. It, it's like alchemy. You know, you you want to be able to turn, mm. uh, you know, rocks into gold without having to go find the gold. You know, it takes it takes work to go mine for gold or mine for diamonds. And and what they want to do is they want to just find a rock on the ground and and squeeze it and say, okay, now it's gold. No. Like there's no free lunch. There's a process. There, there's a way that great whiskey gets made, and there's you can't just decide I'm gonna go around it. Yeah, I'll tell you this so. is that I've had like Cleveland whiskey or like other whiskeys that are like we're gonna try something crazy where you like agitate the aging process and it like ultra ages it. I'll tell you this, I've never enjoyed a ultra aged like um, whiskey altogether. I mean. Like uh, the Metallica blackened one, that was decent, uh, but that wasn't like ultra age. That was kind of like specialized age with the music playing with it. Um, but right, like I don't think they were like, trying to like they weren't they weren't taking that up. and saying, okay, well, this is gonna make you know like this fine whiskey that you could only get if the old, only other way is to age it for this many years. Yeah, I think so. But all the other ones that say they do, or even use small barrels, I can see right through it and i just don't and i mean it like i'm not just saying like i've literally at this point never had a um like ultra aged or even like small barrel aged whiskey that was like this is decent um so you know that's all i'm gonna say is that you know there's there's nothing like the old-fashioned way for sure for sure what is it respect tradition embrace change or what is that saying honor tradition embrace change Mm -hmm. yeah there you go 
Yeah. So uh, I think that's where we both stand on the issue. All right, yeah. Cole. Uh, just another reminder. What are we drinking next week? We're drinking Bernheim. That's B-E-R-N, and I believe H-E-I-M, Bernheim Wheat Whiskey. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, hey, man, I hope your week goes well. Hope the wife is good and all that jazz. And listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>